this is Adrena Austin, and welcome to Our Stories, an inclusive celebration of the diverse people, sounds, and stories of country music. I am so excited because today with me is superstar Lauren Elena. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? It is so good to see you here back in the UK. I know. I'm so glad to be back. I'm like... Having a great time. Thank you. When we first met, it was three years ago, and you were playing C to C. And since then, you've had a number one album. You've had two number one singles. You've had ACM Awards, CMT Awards, and now you are back on your own headline tour. Amazing. I know. It's so crazy. So many things have happened. It's Unbelievable. I'm very excited. Thank you for inching closer because you're like way yeah, over there. I'm like, like really oh far God. away from like, you. I need to get my, closer to you. <laughs> thank you so much. But it's so good to see because normally when artists come over here, you guys are so busy. You're working so hard. You don't really get a chance to explore, explore or have yes. fun. Well, last time we were here, I didn't get to see anything at all, really. I mean, I saw in London, I saw a few things because we had some time like during the day. But this time around, I was like, we're going to go around and explore. Yeah. We're doing some fun stuff. So we went and saw Windsor Castle. And nice. then we... Nice. Yeah. So I was, I was excited about... That's a beautiful place. Windsor's very yeah. beautiful. Um, and then yesterday, we went out exploring London. Uh-oh. And I don't really know that we did any of the real touristy things. We walked up to London Bridge, which is just a bridge, by the way. It's just a bridge. Everyone thinks that... It's Tower a, Bridge. When I first came here, I was like, Tower Bridge, that's London Bridge. It looks like it so should pretty. be because there's like a song about it. But London Bridge is yeah. actually just a regular bridge that people, it's like a stop on the bus or something. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well let, let them down easy, Lauren. <laughs> I was like, it's definitely not falling down. So, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, we, we, went, we walked around and it's so pretty here and all the people have British accents, which is a nice touch, except you. So, no. a fellow American. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I walk amongst two worlds though, because my my husband and my kids obviously they're British and I'm, I'm a dually. I've got dual citizenship, so I feel like I'm learning. But I'm so happy that you're here and that you're loving it here because we love having you here. I know I love it so much. It's really awesome. It's really great. So since now I follow you on Instagram, and if you guys aren't doing that, you need to do that because she is hilarious and she will brighten up your day. And so I can see that you're going around London and you're getting to experience and you're learning. What what it means to become British. <laughs> so like you, I also enjoy a really good pun. So I thought if you're up for it, we could play, play a little game called Lundu or Lundo. Are you right. up for it? <laughs> okay, let's do Okay, it. I've got a series of questions here. Oh, and by the way, we can totally fit in as many puns into this segment as possible. <laughs> okay, great, great, yeah. great. You know, I feel like we should make a record. Like how many puns can we fit <laughs> into one interview? We'll see what we can do. Okay, okay, we'll see what we can do. So... Becoming British, Lundu or London, how do you eat your peas? Mushy. <laughs> that is a Lundu. I now, I've just learned about the mushy peas. Are you just going to do it? But you know what? Mushy peas, it's like, oh my gosh, what is, it's like this big mystery, the enigma. And I'm like, yes, peas. Yes, Shut please. I would have some. Up. That is fantastic. <laughs> you are going to win the pun and surprise in puns. Okay, that peas, was easy. More peas. More peas. <laughs> now, what is... Does, does that appease you? Um, <laughs> Shut up. Are you agreeing with me? Okay, I'm done. Oh, my gosh. Right. No, never be done. This is amazing. <laughs> um, what is a biscuit? Is it a cookie or is it something that you get at Cracker Barrel? It is a cookie. 
Yeah. It is. It's a cookie that you dip in your tea. That is a lundu. Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of tea, is it tea or coffee? I am currently having a cup of tea. Excellent. That is a lundu. Now, for a bonus point, do you put the milk in first or last? Um, She's stumped, folks. She's stumped. What do you do? I don't know the proper way to do it, but someone made this tea for me, but I would have put the milk in second. Is that wrong? Okay, I'm gonna pull the I'm gonna pull Claire here because she was born here in this country. Now I have what I think is the right answer, but tea is a very personal thing here, They're and specific. I think the countries we're living in divided times. Well, I need and to I know. think that this is probably one of them. Claire, what, what 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 do we do? Well, as far as I know, the correct thing is to put the milk in second. However, a lot of people do put it in first. That is true, and I'm gonna give a lundu. Yes, we're going to be a little bit contro- yeah. We're okay. going to be a little bit controversial, but 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 it doesn't infuse properly. Now this is going to cause quite a stir, and I don't mean to bring you into the controversy. Quite a stir, quite a stir, quite a stir. I didn't even know yes. I did it. Yes. This is amazing. No. I'm going to milk it for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Girl, she is on by. Do you want me to teach you how to do puns about tea? We are not going to get anything done today, are we? We are just going to do puns, I've got puns, this and more in puns. The bag. And so much pun. I've got this pun off in the bag. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. You guys, she's dunking her tea bag. <laughs> it was a slam dunk. Okay, I can't. I, I will keep going on. Have I opened up the pun, Pandora's box? Yeah, you've really done it now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Boot. Is it footwear or is it part of a car? It's the trunk. Girl, you just got the bonus question. Hey. One, do. <laughs> Double do. Do, do. Hey, we were making a joke. Is that in America, people will say, like, if you have a big behind, yeah. they'll say, you got junk in your trunk. And we, we were making the joke that you got junk in your boot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you put that on the video? I don't know. It's going. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we did say that. You got bo- booty in the boot. <laughs> you got a little booty in the boot. <laughs> <laughs> it's I also it. a store. It is, and they've got really good cosmetics. Mm-hmm. This is not sponsored, but they do. It's awesome. There are other stores that sell cosmetics in the UK. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, so what side of the road is the correct side to drive on? The left. Landu. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling is you. Is there anything you don't? Oh, my I'm goodness. I'm pretty much British at this point. I'm telling so, you. So, it is true. And now, <laughs> here is... I'm working on the accent, and then I am official. Once can I, I tell you? Down. A lot has changed for you in the past three years, you know, with all your incredible success and things like that. But one thing that I will say that has definitely changed for you, your British accent has gone way better. It has? It's so much better than when you were here for C to C. Oh, thank you. I've worked on thank it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, my gosh. I just went Southern. So thank kind. you. I'm a Southern bitch. I've, I, everyone tells me I'm very posh when I do it, whatever that means. All right. Because well, there's lots of different accents. When I speak, apparently I'm quite posh. It is, yeah. I don't know what that means, but yeah. It, fancy. You fancy. I'm fancy. <laughs> no, I am not fancy. So that's funny that that's the accent that I sound like. Cause I, <laughs> Okay, here is the um, clincher. This is going to be a hard one. Okay. Do you talk to strangers? Mm. I know what in your heart what you want to (laughs) say. 
That's what I'm becoming British. I'm not quite there yet. Yes, I speak to strangers. Uh, <laughs> that is a London. <laughs> really? They're not you're not allowed to speak to strangers? No, I mean I'm like you. I love like, it. What we do love you mean to talk strangers. Public transport, random people on the street. I love having a I chat. I do the same thing. I've been here. The only stranger I talked to was like a homeless guy. I talked to a homeless guy. Oh, that's lovely. But I don't know that I've like walked around on the streets and talked to rent. Yes, I have. Do you talk to your Do you talk to your Uber driver? One hundred percent. Okay, they have a quiet mode here, so that your driver you can hire a dryer and select your quiet mode so he doesn't talk to you well we should have that in america because the only reason i'm talking here is because i'm fascinated by the city if yeah. back home i'm like i don't really want to know about your other job that you have and your 14 kids and all. <laughs> i'm in the uber and i'm like i know more about my uber driver than i do my own brother oh my gosh see i, was, <laughs> I think it's because i'm just so like star for talking to strangers but I was over for CRS in Nashville I was taking a cab over to Music Road to do some interviews do right? I don't get to do it and my driver picked me up we chatted I knew everything about Muhammad and his kids and coming over to Nashville and how Nashville's grown and I got out and I was like so happy because I'm like I've made a human connection however if I'm like if I've had like a drink or two I yeah. want to know everything about that Uber driver yeah. I'm like hey so tell me I love it where'd you grow up <laughs> I love it now this is for the clincher. What I have, and I'll, ex- I'll explain for the folks at home since they can't see, but we have a utility belt here that was popular oh, in the yes. 90s. I have been warm. And you put it around your waist. It's what like is bag. this? And it's orange. It's and, bag that you- and what do you call this? <laughs> They're going to freak out. It's called a... <laughs> what is it called? It's called a fanny pack. Okay. Um, Fanny means that that we'll just say London. <laughs> Fanny means something inappropriate here, right? Well, I think it's not inappropriate, but well, it's, it's just, just not different. appropriate. You don't want a fanny pack. You want to wear one. <laughs> Let's just say I have to tell you this because <laughs> I got your back. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's a good thing that you just shrunk like way far from the mic. That's not going to get picked up. <laughs> Let's just say, Lauren, let's just say... They are really making a comeback right now. And they're, like, very popular over in the States. And I have... I'll make it worse. I... So, I have a... My fan club is called uh, the number onesie fan club. Because I, like, obsessed with onesies. You know, like, the adult onesies. And then, so... For my fan club party this year, we did a 90s theme. Right? And fanny packs were... Uh, whatever that, what do they call them here? Bum bag. Bum. A bum bag? <laughs> it's called a bum bag. Okay, so the bum bag is like a very popular thing. Are they popular here right now? They're like yeah. everywhere in America. Like, yeah, everyone's wearing a bum bag. <laughs> is that really what they're called? Okay, and so, but we call them fanny packs, mm-hmm. and I put number one. Fanny pack because it was for the f- fan club. So I put number one, I made a pun out of the word fanny. Did you wear that here in this country? And, and yes, no, 
But a girl came to my show at the Dixie Fields Festival wearing it, and it said number one fanny pack. And I bet everyone there was like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> so that makes it even better that she wore it. Oh, my gosh. She is your number one fanny. She is. <laughs> I love it. Now, this is for you. Thank you for playing along. Thank you. Aren't you glad you played? Oh, good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Bum bag. So we are your number onesies, and especially with songs like... Road Less Traveled. That was your first number one. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, it must mean so much to you as an artist because not only is that a huge milestone in your musical career, but a personal milestone. I mean, it it is a triumph any way you look at it. Yeah, it was a really. I'll never forget when I got the call that the song was number one because the song is deeply personal. I wrote it about overcoming an eating disorder. So it was like a very personal song the message of the song is so important so the fact that it was my first number one like made it way more special to me um but it yeah it changed my life that song changed my life i named the album after it and um it really set us up for everything we've done since you know and how how hard was that for you because that puts you in a really vulnerable position you're talking about something that was very difficult for you um you know, a, a very hard time in your life. What was it that made you go, you know what, turn it around? Because you've got this gift. You do it with um, Road Less Traveled. You do it with Doing Fine. Um, you have this, ladies in the 90s, of taking these issues that are quite tragic. You know, they're difficult issues to talk about. And you find a way to celebrate them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my thing, like as an it artist. It is your thing. Uh, and I would say... Road Less Travel was probably the first one I did that with. Um, and then I really dove in when I did it with Doing Fine. And then kind of like those two songs kind of solidified how I write songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like a very, I've been through a lot in my life um, with my dad's alcoholism and my parents' divorce and um, an eating disorder and all these different things. But I'm like a really outgoing, upbeat person. So if all the songs were like super sad sounding and serious, it would be very odd for me to do that because it's not my personality. I have songs about it that are serious, like Same Day, Different Bottle and Pretty. So there's room for that too. But mm-hmm. like the songs that we've picked as singles that really represent me are upbeat, but they do have these messages behind them because those are the things that have made me who I am. Like as hard as going through that eating disorder was like, it's a big part of who I am and the reason that I write from a place of like telling people to love themselves and be kind to themselves. And so it's like how I write songs and all those struggles kind of made me do that. Isn't it? I mean, there must be a lot of personal satisfaction, though, because you had to go through so much. And I'm so happy to see you on the other side and smiling and um it's a lot. And everyone's on a different journey, but it takes a lot of time to you know, learn to love yourself and self-acceptance. And, you know, for some people, you're going to speed that up for them. Well, and I struggle with it every day, too. Yeah. I, I want to make sure that that's, like, clear because it's it's my biggest struggle. And it always has been. It's, like, uh, feeling pretty enough or thin enough or blonde enough or whatever enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Still, I mean, when I was a teenager, it was really bad, and I was very destructive about it. Mm-hmm. Now I can find, like, healthier ways to go about it. Like, if I feel like, 
oh, maybe I gained a little weight. I'll go to the gym. You know, I don't have to. So the older I've gotten, the more I've just learned how to be healthy about Mm it. Um, It's like rewiring your brain. And it's so important because someone said this to me, a therapist at one point. She said something like, would you say the things that you say to yourself to someone else? Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking like, oh, no. I would never look at another person and say, any of the hurtful things that I'd been saying to myself every day, you know? And so I always say now, like, to people that will come through, they'll tell me I have an eating disorder or I have this and that. And I'll say, you have to be kind to yourself because you're the only you you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Because there, you you can't, like, be nice to everyone but you. You have to be nice to everyone, you know, and you're a person too. So, And I still struggle with it big time because I'm getting on stage and I'm mm-hmm. like, but... um I've worked really hard on trying to like, I remember I used to, I, I used to try to like eliminate words from my vocabulary that I wasn't even like allowed to say, you know, and, um, words like fat, ugly, like words that are just, you should never say about yourself or other people. And I would never like say someone else is fat. Right. You would never, but you would say that to yourself. Yeah. You'd say, I, oh, I'm fat. And it's just like, well, I don't really feel like we should even say that word at all. So mm-hmm. And I think it's it's an interesting point that you say that you still struggle. I mean, we all do. Let's get real. We have good days. We have mm-hmm. bad days. Um, but someone might look at you and say, yeah, she's writing these songs, but look at her. She's got a number one. She's so gorgeous. She's, you know, da-da-da-da. But I'm not those things. You know what I mean? So I think it's um, it's important to realize that at the end of the day, it's between you and you. And yeah. no matter who, where you are in your journey in life, you know, we're going to have good days and bad days. And, you know, I often think myself, you know, I've got a daughter, I've got a son, and I want them to grow up feeling proud of who they are and loving who they are. And it's just that the most important relationship sometimes I feel like that you'll ever have in your life is the one that you have with yourself. Mm -hmm. It is. It is because you can't have great relationships with other people if you don't. Because then you'll question why they love you and why they you, you don't think you're enough. So then you'll always feel like you're not enough. And that's been a big struggle for me, too. But I think um, it's definitely, like, worth it to be kind to yourself. Like, you owe it to yourself and everyone else. Because, like, if you don't think something is true about yourself, when you get a compliment on it, you don't believe it. So, yeah, I've done a lot of, like, diving in on that and trying to correct that thought process. Well, thank you for sharing that with us because I know it's not an easy thing. And it must be it must be difficult to kind of be in the public eye and then just be like, look, that you know, that here it is, that this is me. So, you know, I really commend you for that. You know, the things that are, have always been, being on stage, I forget about any insecurity I've ever had. The things that are difficult for me are like red carpets mm-hmm. and like magazine, shoots for magazines where I'm like being judged on my appearance, mm-hmm. you know. But I've like tried to learn to like not take those so seriously and just like mm-hmm. if they don't like my dress, they don't like my dress, mm-hmm. I like it. So yeah. that's the end of yeah. in exactly. the end of that. Exactly. And we love seeing you up on stage. Mm-hmm. And I love the performance, your second number one. That was what ifs with Kane Brown. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love that performance. It's the ACMs. But what is going through your minds? Like you guys have known each other since school, which is crazy. Yes, like what kids. a coincidence. Like and kids. then you're on stage singing your number one hit together what is going through your minds at that time it was pretty crazy we had a talk before we went up there and it was just like what is about to happen we're about to sing on the academy of country music awards together two kids from rossville georgia very small town um they had this whole like 
performance worked out for us and choreographed and they wanted us to end with like our noses touching and we were oh like oh my god it's literally impossible for the two of us to do that and we got really I close and then I kind of giggled but it was so but it fun. was so sweet because yeah. if I think to someone that I knew in fourth grade and doing like this I'd be like oh my gosh the giggles it would be like grade school all over again um, but, but that must be so much fun. And speaking of coincidences, the last time that you were here for C to C, does it, is this like something that always happens to you? You pulled someone out of the crowd for next boyfriend that was like from your hometown or like went to your school. Do you remember that? Oh, I forgot. That's so yeah. true. I did. I do remember that now. Yeah. So is this something like that like regularly happens to you or? No, it doesn't happen often. That was like a special moment. I just happened to be at the right place. <laughs> yeah, at the right you time. were the right place at the right now, time. Now tell me about your new collaboration that just came out with yes. Chris Young. Tell me all about it. So Chris called me recently and asked me if I would uh, sing on this song with him called Town Ain't Big Enough. And it's a really beautiful song about like a breakup. And it's kind of cool because it does that whole thing of like, it's kind of about a sad idea, but it's the way the production and the melody doesn't really kind of sound sad, which is my vibe. And um, you always want to be really careful when you do a duet with someone that it also fits what I like. I had to make sure it fits what I do as an artist. Yeah. And um, we've all been through a breakup and not wanting to run into our ex. No, I moved. I'm in another country from all my exes. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, maybe I should try that. <laughs> I'll come here and get a British guy, too, if this one doesn't work out. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going to work out. <laughs> um, I'll just edit that part. Of um, and tell us real quick, because I'm so excited. You know, we're, you were here for um, C2C last year. I mean, not last year, three years ago. And now you're here on your headline tour. Tell us all about that and where we can catch you. I'm so excited. I'm going all over the place i just posted on my instagram a few weeks ago all of the dates we're going to brighton liverpool that'll brighten up your day yeah brighton i put that I, glasgow i say glasgow get your tickets if you want to brighten up my day or something like that um yeah they're, they're all listed on the website lauren and uh, we're taking 20 with us and i got That's to meet her artist. Yeah. artist yeah i got to meet her in nashville and she's so nice so i think it's gonna be really great we're excited it's gonna be so wonderful you guys go get your tickets for lauren elena's headline tour right now lauren elena thank you for joining us today it is always so much pun uh, hey you worked that up didn't you you <laughs> Hey, this is Lauren Elena, and you're listening to Our Stories. I'm your host, Adrena Austin, and thank you for listening to Our Stories, a celebration of the diverse people, sounds, and stories of country music. I'd like to give a special thanks to our guest today, Lauren Elena. Now, we did not have fun at all during the making of this podcast, as I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> Lauren, I love you. Come back and see you soon. The theme music for today's episode is Ladies in the 90s by Lauren Elena. And you can catch up with Lauren at laurenelenaofficial.com, where you can find out all about her latest tour news, music, and merch. Don't forget to like, share, and leave a review for our stories, and be on the lookout for episode 9 with the lovely Tennille Towns. Ah!